And now, ladies and gentlemen, the man we've all been waiting for and waiting for. <laughs> Would you welcome home, please, television's brightest new star, the legendary, inspirational, the one and only king of comedy, ladies yeah hey what's up everybody it's tom mccaffrey uh thanks for tuning in last exit to brooklyn let's get right into it um so uh the uh the presidential debacle debate just happened uh two days ago and clearly i don't know if you watched it but i mean i'm sure you heard it was just a shit show um it was based. I mean, it's basically just you know, Trump screaming the entire time. So I mean, so that the other guy, you know, Biden couldn't talk. I guess, I guess that was the strategy. It's basically like when you know you're not going to win an argument, you just scream so that you, the other person can't say anything. I've gotten into arguments with people like that where they're just like their tactic is to just yell, and it's usually a sign of like you're not very um, confident in your side of the argument. So it's just kind of like, well, just scream so that they can't say anything. And it's like, I guess you win. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do. It's kind of like if you um, <laughs> are playing a game and you just never let them. Uh, it's like if you're playing tennis and you just never let the other guy serve. <laughs> like, well, I just win, I guess. Uh, okay. I don't know if that was the best analogy, but. Yeah, something like that. Something. It's like if you're playing a game and you never let the other guy go. Take their. Basically, you don't let them have their turn. You're like, I guess I win. But obviously, what he's doing now is, and I, I, you know, I, I, I don't feel like Biden did a great job, mainly because he couldn't really get anything out most of the time because he was just screamed over. Or if he did get something out, you couldn't really hear it. Um, but uh, Trump, I didn't. I thought Trump was atrocious because I mean, he just—I mean, he's just crazy. He just—he comes off as unhinged and um, just. I mean, obviously he's a bully, and um, yeah, he just—he just came off as an insane. He—he he doesn't look like someone who has any kind of um, uh, he. You know, the, the whole stable genius thing. It was just he's not stable, and he's just—he doesn't have any kind of control of his emotions and um it's just kind of horrible to watch and i mean and now i get it it's basically that's what autocrats always do is they um they wear you out and demoralize everyone so that they're just kind of uh they kind of just stop fighting back that's what he's doing to the country it's basically like people are so tired out by it that you can't even watch it anymore it's just kind of like um it's like tuning out in the middle of like a rape at this point. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's like what abusers do. Like they, they wear you down and demoralize you so that you finally just stop fighting back. And that's kind of what the, um, you know, I guess what, that's what the strategy is now. Basically the strategy of a rapist, just rape the country basically like, Oh, they'll just submit. Just, you know, just keep raping them. And it's actually his voice now is like a trigger to me. Just even like at, at there are points of the debate I couldn't even watch because literally I had to look away from the screen because he's just so like he's like sickening to look at and listen to. Like I, hearing his voice now is kind of like you know they say when someone has to like face their abuser in court like they're rapists and they hear the the, the voice and they kind of take it's like a PTSD thing. That's 
what hearing him is, is like now. And it's very angering to watch because um, knowing that people still support it. But then it's funny when you see the supporters are all, you know, it's like the Proud Boys. I never, I mean, I'd heard of the Proud Boys. Um, what are they so proud of? The fact that they're not getting laid? Is that basically, and that's basically what all that comes down to. These, these like, these uh, male alt-right hate groups. It's just, you're not getting laid. That's basically, like, if someone, t- what we need to do is just to teach these guys how to, like, talk to women. We need, like, a pickup artist lesson or something. Or prostitutes. That would, I think that would help. Because I feel like, I'm not even kidding. I feel like the root of a lot of these problems with school shootings and these, um, these men who are so angry that they, you know, take up arms and all they think about is fighting and they're really aggressive. They're just not getting laid, you know? Um, so, and I, one thing that's hilarious is just, it's so pathetic at this point, the lie. First of all, it's amazing. It just keeps lying and, and the things don't happen and people just keep falling for them. Um, I'm very like, if someone lies and then they don't do the thing once I'm done with with that it's kind of the um theory of like like i've had it where i'll meet a woman i'll make plans and then they cancel on me once you know and i'm i'm done when that happens i'm done with a woman i don't i think the guys will you know continue to be like well how about like this time let's try you know it's like if someone does it once they're gonna keep doing it you know what is it fool me once um but it's just all he does. Like, and the, you know, like the, the, I mean, the main, the, one of the things that's really annoying, no one mentions this anymore on the Democrat side is the wall. I mean, I don't know, you know, the wall doesn't get mentioned anymore. And it's like all he ran on the first time, just the wall, Mexico pay for the wall. That's never even, he's trying to pretend like that never was said ever. Um, especially the Mexico paying for it part. Um, releasing the tax returns is said the entire first campaign and just keep saying it. And I guess people think he's going to do it, even though he just says it over and over and never does it. Um, it's just one of those things like that people, these idiots just keep falling for it. You know, like, yeah, he said that he never did it, whatever. He'll, he'll do it though. That's how liars work. They just keep lying. And then now he's like trying to, he's, pushing his new thing is that the vaccine is going to be coming out uh, before the election. Oh, really? That you're going to have a vaccine done in four weeks. I have barely heard anything about that. Every science, every scientist and science organization has basically said at the, at uh, the earliest it'll be, you know, next year, maybe by like March or like they might have one by the end of the year, but they're not going to start. You, you can't start using it or distributing it until, you know, next year. But he's just kind of insistent. <laughs> no, it's ready to go three weeks. Yeah. Oh, really? What, what's weird? About the, right before the election, you're going to um, cure the uh, coronavirus. You've done nothing the entire time, right? But you're going to cure it right before the election. And that's the thing. Some people are so dumb. They're like, oh, my God. Like, he's going to basically say there's a cure literally like on November 1st. And people are like, he cured it. Yeah. He's gonna act like he, um, uh, like he killed Bin Laden. And I'm just sick of his the bullshit of like I've done more than anyone. That's my impression of him. It's just he, he, I don't put a lot into my impressions. I've done more than anyone in the world has ever done. It, that's the other thing. Everything's so absurd. It's not like 
there's no real uh, realism in anything he says like oh i've done this or it's never like oh i did this and i did this it's i've done more than anyone in the world <laughs> like the, literally those are the statements he makes <laughs> i've done and then i you know first of all now i i guess what's kind of frustrating is i think people who you know didn't take part because i you know i've talked to so many idiots who um didn't like him and you know did the whole you know but they were like they didn't want him to be president but you know they, they voted third party and they're like yeah i get it because they're like i just i couldn't bring myself to to vote for hillary that's a big thing i hear all the time i couldn't bring myself you couldn't bring yourself you're not you weren't you weren't blowing four dudes all right it's not like you didn't have to toss someone's salad what do you mean you couldn't bring your you couldn't bring yourself to like put your finger up and and uh click on a candidate that wasn't insane and wasn't going and I couldn't bring myself to vote for that person who had experience. I just didn't like her. I didn't like her that much. And that's basically always what it comes down to. I don't like her. Like I've, I've gotten, I've gotten into debates with, you can, you can just tell when you're talking to someone who's dumb when like, that's all they have. I, I just don't like, her. you don't know her idiot. What you like. Well, so the third party thing, what was so funny is, um, I was talking to this moron guy I know, and he was like, um, yeah, I just voted for Gary Johnson, third party. And this is a guy who, like hates Trump. And I was like, well, um, did you want Gary Johnson to be president? He's like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't think he would have been good. And I was like, so why did you do that? Why did you take part in anything? It's like, you got up that day, you got dressed, you went down to a, a voting you know, poll place. And, um, you took the time to vote for someone you didn't even want to be president. Like that's the attitude that has gotten us here is just kind of, you know, you know what, I'm going to go, uh, take part in this, but, uh, literally do nothing, but I'm going to make all the, um, effort and take all the steps, but, um, literally not take part in it. It's just so odd. Like it's kind of like, um, if I was, uh, I don't know, going to like a basketball game, the finals, and I, you know, and it was like the Lakers versus, yeah, who was it? It was the Lakers versus Miami, and I bet, and I bet all my money on Jill Stein, and then I went to the game, and I was like, yeah, come on, yeah, oh man, I can't believe Jill Stein didn't win. She didn't win the basketball game. I can't believe, it. yeah, she wasn't in the basketball game. I know, but I, I don't know, I just. I just don't like those teams. Why did you go to the game? I, I don't know. I just thought it'd be funny to go and watch the game and root for it the whole time and, you know, take my money and bet on someone who wasn't even in the game. Oh, wow. You're, you're really dumb. Yeah. And then, you know, I keep seeing these after the debate, they, they always do this thing where they have, they talk to these moronic undecided voters who are just the most worthless idiots in the world, especially now I can I can kind of understand it in other elections. I can understand it in other elections because I think undecided voters are just uh, uninteresting, dumb people have nothing going on in their lives, and this is like their chance to get people to listen to them because they know they kind of have some semblance of power. But you know, it's, if you're undecided at this point, like I don't, wh what are you waiting for to happen? <laughs> you know? What could you possibly be on the fence about here? You know what I mean? It's kind of like. Um, being on the fence with like, uh, 
I don't know, like pedophilia, you know, like it'd be like interviewing people like that. Like, so, so how do you feel about uh, pedophilia? Are you for it or against it? You know, I'm undecided. I need to see more. I need, I I need to see more stuff on it. Yeah, no, we, uh, we've explained it to you, what it is, um, and we've shown you these pedophiles uh, and these victims. So so do you have you made a decision about uh, whether you're against uh, children being molested? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I think, you know, that, that pedophile guy said some really horrible things, and he did some horrible things. But, I mean, that kid, I just don't like him. I th- and I... I heard he like sent some emails. There's some weird emails that kids, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like with undecided voters in this election, like what, what more would you need to have? Like, do you want him to, do you want Trump to actually shoot you on fifth Avenue? Cause that's another thing I'm tired of these people who are kind of like regretting their Trump vote, even though some of them still aren't, which I think is just hilarious. <laughs> I feel like not regretting your Trump vote at this point is like not regretting uh, cutting off your own legs with a chainsaw. Like, so you uh, you cut your own legs off with a chainsaw four years ago. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I'm you know I'm still you know I'm still kind of behind it. Yeah, I think it was a good choice. Yeah, hasn't it ruined your life? Yeah, it has, and I'm probably gonna die from it. But whatever. I just I think I think it's funny. What was I saying? Oh yeah, the other uh, people that uh, that don't regret it. Uh, oh, this oh, because this one guy who who I guess the daughter of this guy who voted for Trump and then he died from coronavirus. I guess he said he regretted it right before he died. So it's basically that's what's come to. It's like literally people have to die to to finally regret voting for Trump. They're like, all right, he killed me. I you know what? I guess I regret. I guess he wasn't the right man for the job because he killed me. And it's funny how people, you know, will still kind of try and argue that he's a good president. He's not a good president. He's not good at the job. And I say this over and over. And, you know, there was a movie that just came out, The Comey Rule, about, you know, how shitty Trump is. And it's like, he's still pre- in his first term of presidency. And there's there's movies coming out about how bad he is at being president. That's when you know, like, you're bad at your job. When, when like... You know you're bad at your job when like uh, there's movies about how bad you are at your job coming out while while you still have the job. <laughs> imagine if that just happened to you in your life. Like imagine if you uh, worked at like CVS. <laughs> imagine if you worked at Staples and then like um, a movie came out about you being uh, horrible at your job at Staples. <laughs> like stealing office supplies and lying and being late to work every day. That would be a bad, that would be a bad sign. Like people are like, Hey, uh, how's your, how's your job going? Like, Oh, that's all right. Really? I, I, I didn't think it was going that great. Oh, why? Why do you say, Oh, cause uh, I just saw, they just came out with a $50 million movie about how you're terrible at your job. Yeah. So it didn't look like things were going that well. Really? Yeah, they they're apparently they're making movies now about how bad you are at your job. Yeah, like and like like Meryl Streep's in it. You know, man, wow, that's not that does not reflect well on me. I, my, I must I must be doing a really horrible job. 
Yeah, and apparently they have more movies in the works about you being bad at, at working at Staples. Wow. I can't believe I still have this job. <laughs> yeah, we're all surprised you still have it because you're, you're clearly really bad at it. Was the movie good? Yeah, it was great. It got great reviews. Everyone loved it. They said it was a really good depiction of how bad you are at working at Staples. Man, you know, I got to go. I got to get back to work. I got to um, go uh, beat up my boss. I have to go yell racist things at uh, the customers. But uh, I'll check that out. Sounds like a good movie. I mean, unfortunately, it's about me being horrible at things. I mean, has that ever happened where, like, some in the, the first term of your presidency? Because it's not like he's been president in, like, seven years, and it's at the end of his second term. It's like... In this, like the second year, they were they were starting movies. <laughs> um, yeah, that was hilarious. That was so funny what I said. Um, what else was I going to say? I was, that this is one thing that's really this is one thing that's really annoying too. They keep you know he just basically yells uh, racist things. And you know, he well, he just says racist things all the time, kind of blatantly. And people will be like, Oh yeah, that it's like a racist dog whistle. And um it's just kind of like how why do they keep comparing it to a dog whistle? I mean, a dog whistle, I mean, from what I understand, <laughs> a dog whistle is basically when you you it's a whistle that when you blow it, no one can hear it because of the the pitch of the sound is too high for human ears to pick up, but dogs can hear it. But he's just saying things um, that human beings and everyone can hear. So how is that a dog whistle? That's basically just a whistle. It's basically just a person saying racist things like into a microphone, you know? How did that get compared to a dog whistle? Like if you hear someone saying racist things, do you compare it to a dog whistle? Like, hey, look at that guy on the corner screaming the N-word and uh, burning crosses. Man, he's kind of reminds me of a dog whistle. Yeah. Really? What, what, what about that is like a dog whistle? You know, because dog whistles, it's like no one can hear it except for dogs. Yeah, but he's just screaming the N-word. Yeah, and I and you can hear it. Yeah, I know. It's not a good analogy. I guess it's more just like a, a, a racist. That would be a better way to describe it, not a dog whistle, just a, a racist guy yelling. <laughs> They should say that on news. You know, when he says those racist things into the microphone, that's kind of like a um, a racist just saying crazy things. Um, yeah, so that was that was hilarious. I said that, and then those things happen. Um, then uh, this is an, uh, another thing I, I was thinking of um, when um, people disagree on politics at this point they're kind of like you know why do we have to talk about politics we just disagree you know like can't we just agree to disagree but it's kind of gotten to the point where you, you can't really do that because it's just gotten so blatant and horrible that and egregious that it'll be kind of like um if you have like a, a rapist over to your house and you're like yeah, we just disagree. You know, he's really into rape. He likes to rape people. And, you know, I don't, I don't rape people. But, you know, it's just kind of our, our worldviews. That's what he's into. You know, he, 
those are his views. He likes um, having sex with people uh, against their will. And I'm just not, you know, we can sit down and have Thanksgiving together, though, and just not talk about rape. Hey, can we just not talk about rape? All right. We, we have different views on it. We just disagree. A lot of, I'm using a lot of uh, rape analogies today. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that, but uh, I guess after that debate, I feel like um, my eyes had been raped. <laughs> I was eye, <laughs> I was eye raped. Um, this is another thing. So uh, yesterday was um, uh, the anniversary of O.J. Simpson getting released from jail like a few years ago, two or three years ago. And um, this is one thing I've always thought of that's kind of amazing to me about that whole story. Because obviously, you know, you know, it had happened in 94 and it was such an insane story. And it was, and I guess people forget, you lose perspective. Like you forget what it was like before that happened because you, you kind of forget what OJ, how he really was looked at in, the culture he was just this football hero that could kind of do no wrong and had kind of a squeaky clean image kind of i mean i guess he had beaten his wife but it wasn't really that known but i was thinking like you know fred goldman became this kind of figure that was really in the media and he was very outspoken and you know because his son ron goldman was was murdered by oj um but I was, I'm trying to go think back to like, what, what must that have been like for like when Fred Goldman got that phone call and found out what happened? I mean, that must have just been mind blowing because OJ Simpson was such a beloved, famous sports figure. And I, he probably, you know, I mean, obviously Fred Goldman knew who he was, but like, he, you know, he might have been like a fan of his. What would that be like to just get that call and find that something like that out? Like, could you imagine like, if you got a phone call and you know you, you answer the phone in the middle of the night, you know, and you're like, "Hello, hey, hello," and they're like, "Hey, I have some bad news. Yeah, your uh, your kid was murdered. Really? Oh my God, that's horrible. What? How? Oh, he was stabbed to death. Oh my God, really? Jeez. But like, do you know who did it? Yeah, it was uh, Michael Jordan. Like, what? What were you talking about? Wait a minute, I'm going to need a second here. This is this is insane. My son was murdered horribly, and you're saying that uh, the biggest uh, sports figure in the world did it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk to you later. Good luck with the rest of your life. Oh, cool. Uh, that must just be so weird. Imagine you get a call and you find out that someone, your, one of your relatives is dead and like one of the most beloved, famous celebrities in the world did it. Hello? Yeah, your grandmother was uh, shot in the face. Oh, my God. Who did it? Um, Cardi B? <laughs> Cardi B? What are you talking about? She killed my grandmother? Yeah. It's, gonna, it's weird, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. How, how did that even happen? I, I don't know. It's kind of apparently... Um, your grandmother knew someone who was sleeping with Cardi B and she got mad or something. Hmm. I'm going to need to hear more about this. <laughs> I'm going to need to hear more about this. Um, that's basically, I was going to do some stuff about 
I've been on these dating apps lately and they're, they're always kind of, they're, they're always kind of hilarious, but, uh, I think I'm gonna have to do an entire program on that. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to end that here. Um, okay. Well, um, last exit of Brooklyn. This is a short one, but, uh, thanks for tuning in and, uh, we'll see you next time.